0: Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Pegg, where psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics and shares biblically-based psychological strategies for living well and staying safe. Now, here is your host of Living Well with Dr. Pegg, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, coming to you from Denver, Colorado, every Thursday from 1 to 2 p.m. Mountain Time on KLZ 560 and online at drpegradio.com. And you can also catch us today on Facebook Live. I've been Uh, trying that out and hoping that that's coming out okay. Uh, Living Well with Dr. Pegg uh, provides information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. So if you'd like to listen to the program archives, you can go to drpegradio.com. Well, you know, safety is at the center of our topic today, feeling safe emotionally and physically. And uh, what do you do when you don't feel safe? And while the circumstances may vary... Uh, Many families will at some point experience something they never would have dreamed could happen to them, and their tragic stories are reported on the news, and we often turn off the TV, change the station, and go back to our own day-to-day lives without really taking the time to imagine what it's actually like for individuals whose faces we see. And today's show will take a look at how tragedy can strike any family and what we can do to get through a tragedy, hopefully better for it in the end. And my guests today are Stephanie Hancock and Stephanie's daughter-in-law, Shanna Hancock, and Stephanie's son and Shanna's husband, Michael, has been charged with first-degree murder here in Denver, connected with the death of Hyun Kim, who was Michael's Uber passenger. And first, before we go any further, I would like to send my prayers and heartfelt condolences to Mr. Kim's family and loved ones. And uh, they've declined to make any public statements as far as I've seen and read, but we can all only imagine their grief as they grapple with Mr. Kim's death and and so many unanswered questions. Now, that being said, Stephanie Hancock and Shanna Hancock are here with me today. Thank you ladies so much for being with me today. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it it was on my heart to have your family on my program. Um, We've known each other for many years. We go to church together uh, for many, many years. And I've known Michael since he was a teenager. I'm not sure how old he was when I first met him. Um, but um, I've just seen him grow up from a, a young man to a, a husband and a father. And um, we, our hearts are just really broken um, in, in this situation. And as I said in the opener, we all see tragic stories in the news. And we never dream something like this could happen to our family. Uh, but every story in the news is a real person who has a real family connected to them, who loves them. And it's easy just to see the photo that we've been seeing on the news, read the story and dismiss it and forget about it. Uh, But I wanna talk today about um, faith, hope and love and really um, how we support one another and how families come together during a tragedy. It affects everyone who's connected. Um, in a time of crisis. So that's what I really want to focus on today. Uh, We were all stunned to hear the news uh, that an Uber passenger had been fatally shot during an in-app ride. And um, I was actually heading um, south to meet a friend for coffee that morning and she texted me saying, "Uh, the interstate is closed, take an alternate route and um, didn't know what had happened until later in the morning and just was um, couldn't wrap my brain around it. And I can only imagine how devastating that was for, for you and, and your family to receive that news. And Shanna, um, I don't even have words,
2: uh, but devastating. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I remember that night we went to go see a movie, and usually... When we, like, go out to eat or, you know, see a movie, Michael will go and do Uber just, Mm -hmm. you know, to make the money up. We have, you know, plans for We had plans for this summer. And so um, I remember him saying that he was going to do Uber. And sometimes it could be till, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't rare. But, you know, I I wake up sometimes and he's not there.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. But it definitely was a shocker when I received a phone call telling me to... You know, turn the news on.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Stephanie, as a mother, um, I'm a mother as well, and I know how tough it is when our children are in pain and we discover they're in a, a tough situation.
4: Indeed. Um, just like Shanna, we're watching the news hoping. First of all, I wanted to be sure he was okay. I didn't yes. even know. We had no details whatsoever. Um, we see the car and we're looking on television like everybody else is and we're going, oh Lord, what, what, what? Um, and then- And to- so
1: you found out by people calling you, seeing it on the
4: news. Yes, yes. very early in the morning. Very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Shanna said, it's not uncommon for Michael to do that midnight mm-hmm. to 5 a.m. Uber schedule because that's when people are out that's when he has most opportunity to make money um, on Uber and it gives him the opportunity to be home with his kids Mm -hmm. during the day so I mean it's very strategic in how they plan it which is really great Um, but to see this thing take shape there was a lot of just unknowns and things going on and rumors and speculation and that. And it was the first few hours probably was... wrenching Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Horrible. And Horrible. so contacted by law enforcement or really just seeing just, what's what the news, what everyone else is seeing? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: Seeing what everybody else was mm-hmm. seeing.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and it was really, it was hard getting information. That was really hard. And so... Um, I don't know when we got any information. Shanna, do you remember? No, I had to
2: later on that day call around to try to get a hold to someone, you know, who knew anything. Mm -hmm. And that's
1: just unimaginable, Uh, just to know anything had happened to your husband, to your son, and then to not know exactly what is even more um, difficult. Mm I know you're only able to say, but so much, but what, what is your understanding of what transpired? And again, I I don't know how much you're able to say because we're, we're in the middle of a legal process
2: right, right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's definitely a, this is a self-defense case.
4: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, they, they'll Altered. look at the evidence. Mm-hmm. And, right. Right and that's the that's the hard part, because when you're in we we never dreamed of ever being on this side of the criminal justice sure. system. nobody does um but what we are discovering is that there are a lot of things that are designed um that are long and drawn mm-hmm. out and arduous, and if you're not Aware if you don't understand and we're educated people we've all gone to college we but looking at this and going through this It has been just not only gut-wrenching, but confusing mm-hmm. Because it seems that it's not stacked to help you. It's stacked to harm mm. you um, and 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 you're you're almost guilty until proven innocent um, yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're, you exactly. The burden of proof is on the person who's charged. And so, but the process itself, I mean, it was two weeks before Michael even saw a magistrate. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's another two weeks. And then it could be 30 days, and then it could be six months, and then it could be nine. He, It could be a, a full year before this actually gets to a place where there's a trial, mm-hmm. the way this system is set up. In the meantime he's sitting wherever he is and you'll find people who ultimately are found innocent of charges but yet they've spent 1 to 3 years sure. behind bars because of the lengthy process there is and the lack of finances as well mm-hmm. indeed and if you don't have a family if you don't have resources you're really at a disadvantage
1: mm-hmm. absolutely i i sat on a, a jury and um for a a case that just involved someone um, passing what they said was a um, forged check, that the person passing the check knew it was forged. Well, when we saw the evidence, immediately we knew this person was innocent. They didn't know that it was forged, but they had sat uh, in jail awaiting this trial for several months. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate what you're saying is, again, just how... um, Faith is really required and patience is really required uh, to get get through this. Mm
4: -hmm. And what keeps us really um, strong in our faith and our belief is that I think of stories and I've said this over and over again, but it bears repeating that when you're in the place of the press like Joseph, we don't know exactly what happened to Mm -hmm. Joseph when he spent that time Mm -hmm. in prison on a charge that Mm -hmm. was false. But God did a work inside of Joseph. And when he came out, he was not only able to save an entire country, but an entire people. Mm -hmm. So we believe what is happening with Michael now during this time, and Shannon can speak to that, is that I talked to him yesterday, and he sounds wonderful. He's encouraged. Um, he, he knows that people are are standing for him, loving on him, supporting him, caring for him. And there are efforts that we're doing to make sure that he knows that.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
4: And so I, I know
1: when I first heard the news, um, I, I couldn't sleep that night and, um, just was so unsettled and just, it really, um, drove me to pray really drove me to my knees. And so we think about, again, all of the folks who may be in similar kinds of trials and, and tribulations and um, feeling confident that um, people are being moved to pray
2: and people are supporting you. How, how important has that been? It's been amazing just to see the whole community come together and give, you know, someone canceled their gym membership, membership just to give, like $54, but that was all that they could, you know, and just to see people, so many hundreds of people just give what they can. Mm -hmm. It has been, um, just amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing. And so many people stopping by and praying and saying, Michael has changed my life Mm. just to be, I don't think if we have, if we would have never gone through this, we have never really seen the love of God Mm. in this way. It has, I feel like I'm a different person from this experience. Mm-hmm. And not just from the negative side, because of course there is a hole in my heart because my husband is sitting in 23 hour lockdown. But um, despite that, just to see the and witness the love of God, truly it's like an mm-hmm. ACTS moment for mm. us right now. Mm. Acts, yeah. ACTS for yes. those of yes. our listeners. Yeah. Like,
1: so you were referencing Joseph um, from the Bible earlier and acts, um, just that the move of God and the Holy spirit to comfort us, to know he loves us, to know he's there, he's ever present. And so, um, you, you, referenced Joseph and ministry and you, you, Stephanie said, Shanna could say better than you, but tell us about, um, Michael and his ministry and how you think this, this is, um, shaping him and molding him and, and strengthening him.
2: I can say this about Michael. Um, Michael lives ministry.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He makes music, you know, through the different experiences of his heart and what, has God has done, what God has done for him. But on a daily, he will pull over for some young boys that are walking, walking down the street and go talk to them. But that's what he did when we're at the store. That's what he did when it was snowing and helping push cars and just just the, he doesn't stop. That's the way that he moves from his heart. Mm -hmm. And I have learned a lot just being his wife, just to kind of be daring. He was always brave. Like, I just think that that is one of the bravest things is to go out and touch someone, even when whatever the circumstances may be. Mm -hmm. But that's how Michael is, Mm -hmm. truly. Mm -hmm. And even while he's, you know, in jail right now, he was saying how, you know, people will stop and say there's a light coming from your room. Mm -hmm. And even then, he said it's an opportunity for him to speak of the love of God. Mm-hmm. So I, everything is purposeful, and the Father knows, and we com- 100% trust in the process. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, and we'll get wonderful. more. We'll get
1: even more in depth here. Um, and again, I I know Michael from church, from a young man, um, million dollar smile, um, yes. bear hugs every time he sees <laughs> me. I don't even know if he always remembers who I am. I'm just one of the old ladies at church, but um, gives me a A BIG HUG EVERY SINGLE TIME I JUST RAN INTO YOU GUYS AT PANERA couple months ago with yes. your family. You have two small boys, beautiful family. And so I, I I, know firsthand what you're talking about, the light that comes from him, the joy within him, yes. the love within him. And so um, this is a, an, an opportunity to minister that he would be able to even see it that way. You've got to be proud of him. And huh? that's
4: what we've been praying about, too. It's like the trajectory of our entire family has changed. Mm. Um, it, it's just like God is saying, I need you to move this way now. Um, and just trust me and move in that because who Mm. wants this? Nobody. But, you know, God chooses tough situations to mold shape and make us flexible when we're willing, obedient, and available, Mm. and sometimes when we're not. But he's going to get what he wants out of us. And all we have to do now, and what I'm learning to do, is relax in the process. And everything that I thought was important, seem so petty and small right now
1: yeah and that's I, I i so appreciate hearing what you both are conveying and that's my hope in having you on the program i love you guys i love your family and and just felt so strongly that um god wanted me to give you a platform give you give you the mics we so and appreciate so the it. the message i really want people to hear is um even in these most trying circumstances even in the midst of a crisis that you can experience love, that you can experience rest and peace. Peace. Yes. And th- that's a miracle in and of itself.
4: Yes, it is. Yep. They have a song that, if anybody's looking on the internet under, under Michael's story, that Shanna and Michael did together. Mm. It's called um, peace. peace. Wow. It's called Peace, and Shanna has a, a lovely, gorgeous voice. Michael raps, she sings, and it is just a testament, really. It was almost kind of prophetic, mm. really. Um and just there's peace in the storm you know the lyrics and um, I'm, I won't put you on the spot to sing it <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know the lyrics you can just share those lyrics they're so good just oh. how there's peace in the storm that's what the song
2: is talking about mm-hmm. there's always peace. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, and listeners can Google Google that piece yep, in the Storm," sure. Mr. and Mrs. Hancock. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. We've got just about a minute left in this segment and uh, so much more to talk about. And I really want um, listeners to be able to be inspired um, by your strength and your courage and people will have their opinions you know, about what really happened, but you know, time will tell, the truth will be revealed, it's being investigated, evidence is being collected. So we're not here to, to talk about that really or debate it, but really to be able uh, to uh, offer some hope and inspiration and even instruction. On how to get through a trying time in a, in a crisis in your family well i'm speaking with stephanie hancock and shanna hancock and we'll be back after these messages stay with us <laughs>
0: don't trust your safety to just anyone ssi guardian is the only choice visit us at ssiguardian.com
5: what if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share and what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for dr peg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation read do something different for a change today and have a better tomorrow go to drpegradiocom books to purchase your copy today
4: Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. Welcome back everyone.
1: This is Living Well with Dr. Peg and I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. And we're halfway through the year. Have you accomplished the goals you set back in January? Do you want to get unstuck and establish new habits that will keep you on track? If you're finally ready to make those changes you've been meaning to make in your life, contact me today to learn more about results coaching. All coaching is done by telephone, which makes it easy, effective and efficient to experience the lasting change that you desire. So go to drpegradio.com and click on Coaching. And if you want to share the gift of change with a friend or loved one, you can purchase a copy of the 10th anniversary edition of my book, Do Something Different for a Change. Go to drpegradio.com and click on Books. Well, my guests today are Shanna Hancock and Stephanie Hancock. And um, Shanna is the wife of Michael Hancock and and Stephanie is his mom, and Michael has been charged in the shooting death of his Uber passenger here in Denver. And this is any family's worst nightmare. Um, And again, our hearts go out to the victim as well, uh, who lost his life. And so there's no winners here. There's no easy answers here. Um, And so we're talking about how... A family can experience such a tragedy and yet hold on to faith, hold on to hope, and still have something good come of it. Uh, during the break, Stephanie, you were saying uh, how this has really transformed your family and um, how your heart goes out to those folks who may not even have a family, may not have
4: support. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It can be quite, you know, the, just the whole process is traumatic in and of itself, but if you are alone. Mm-hmm. It can really be just heartbreaking and also it can be tragic and there are opportunities for abuse, um, you know, from the system the way it is, Um it's just put it out there. And just mentally, I would think, um, because you're alone. Mm. And for Michael, I think the most important thing for us was to let him know that we were here and that we were aware because he can't, he can't be with us. He can't see us. You know, he can't really talk to us except on the phone, and then, you know, we did a bad thing yesterday
5: or Monday when we were in
4: court. Or what, what was that? Tuesday. Tuesday. I we read. Yeah, court. I read in the paper. You guys kind of yelled out that you We loved And him. see, for the record, we did not yell. Okay, sorry. You know, we did not yell because he was about as far away from us as you are. Okay. But he was divided from a. You know, there was a um, a bench in front of us, and as they were taking him out, Shannon said, "I love you, babe." And so we all just chimed in, "Love you, babe. Love you, son. We got your back. We're holding it down. You know." And then they admonished Mm
5: distress afterwards it was too late
4: it was easier to ask for forgiveness and permission (laughs) (laughs) well
1: and and he he is loved and he he offers a lot of love as you were sharing shanna um just walking up to strangers young people and and helping them and being there and being a light um talk about how how you all met because you've known each other for quite a long time
2: 2008 um we met at a bible study We were both just in a place of prayer and praise. And I remember um, Michael saying, he seen me just like hands lifted and just worshiping God. And he's like, I want a wife like that, God. Like, I want a wife who loves you, fears you, and we can do this thing together. Um, And it's funny. It's kind of like a miracle because at the same time, Michael gets up and then I noticed him leaving And I was like, something was heavy in my heart. I wanted to say, you can have what you're asking God for. Mm. And it was just like a split second. I didn't find him again, but I remember that, you know, that impression on my heart. But I wanted to talk about, um, you were saying that the families people who are alone. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, just my husband being away and doing everything, we put the boys together. uh, Together, we put the boys to sleep every single night and we try to do things as a family 100% and then all of a sudden he's gone in an instant. And it was almost like, you know, just a, you know, just feeling alone and just, even though people were around, I had to really get with God and That's say, you know, what does this mean? What does this mean? And where is my anchor? You know, where? how can my mind comprehend what's going on? And I think after talking to him and just getting back his grace, I then realized I just began to operate in a, a serene peace. Mm-hmm. I would still cry and grieve, and I feel the hurt in my heart, but then there was just this peace. I'm not pulling my hair out. I'm not panicking. And for anyone that is alone, like God can give you a, a peace that's not of this world, and it keeps you. And I began to say, you know, I wonder what people think of me that I'm not losing my mind. You know, I still have the joy of the Lord. I still have this peace that's like resting on me like a blanket. And for me, it didn't make sense, you know, the charge that they put on them. And why why am I not so worried? What do people think of me? But God will give you something that will anchor you despite what's going on. And that's the beautiful thing. And Michael, I've been talking to him. He has that peace, too, which makes me feel even more. Yes. Encouraged,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for you, Stephanie. Same Indeed, thing.
4: probably yeah. the same thing. I mean, the joy on your face. I mean, you know, I mean, yep. you know I yes. mean, because I'm like, this is so unjust. This is so outside of the realm of my reality. I, I, I have to shake myself, and then I, you know, God has given us peace, but He's also given us backbones of steel right now. <laughs> And, and so
1: how does that uh, manifest it in It manifests
4: in our determination to move forward not be distracted by things that people say about us or about him that aren't true, things that may appear to be obstacles. You know, it's just like, is it Ephesians that it says when you persevere, you become stronger? I think it's Ephesians 6 where you become stronger. Patience, it builds patience, perseverance, and strength. It's just like, you're an athlete. You're an elite athlete. You, you do triathletes <laughs> and stuff. I used to. <laughs> I, I mean, well. but you don't just get up and start running. That's right. You train. And so through our, our faith walk, there are obstacles that are placed in our way, not only to help us to become stronger, but to show how God is strong in us yes. yeah. because we get, when we're chugging along and we're doing okay, we're thinking we're all that in our own strength. Mm-hmm. Right. And then God says, uh, oh, just a minute. You can't take a breath unless I say it's okay. So for us, we are learning to not only lean on God, trust in God and exercise our faith because at this point, faith without works is dead. So we're praying and we're asking other people to pray and, and send out good thoughts and all that. That's fantastic. But we're also putting, like my grandmother used to say, feet on our faith. Mm. We're raising funds, we're pe- making people aware. Because the narrative at first was Uber driver kills passenger, uh, Uber hires criminals, mm. and then my son's face. Mm-hmm. And you look at him, he's got dreadlocks, he's got tattoos. So the first thing people think, up, oh, he's a criminal. He is not a criminal. He's had a traffic ticket in his whole life. Mm-hmm. So he works with youth. He taught Sunday school. He's an excellent, wonderful father. Still got to get after him to get that trash out to the curb. But, <laughs> you know, he sees all those things and more. Um and, and and since this whole thing has occurred, hundreds of people have come to Shanna and they've said, you know, Michael changed my life. My interaction with him has done XYZ. He's the reason why I do poetry. He's the reason why I wanna rap. Yeah. He's the reason why I you know I turned away from this road I was going down. You know, and so the manifestation of God's grace and his mercy and the testimony of of, of Shanna and Michael is just it's gonna be so much bigger than we ever, ever thought Mm. it could ever be.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And so people are quick to judge a book by its cover. They're quick to jump to conclusions just because that's what they think, (laughs) regardless of what the facts, uh, existing facts show, or yet to be discovered facts will indicate. And so it's important to both of you to talk about who he really is and not how he may appear to some people?
2: Um you know, I work at a public school mm-hmm. and there's so many parents who are just either there and not there or, you know, just not tuned in into their children. And Michael, he would sit and talk with the boys and just explain life. You know, you're your, the boys mean meaning your my, sons, My boys, mm-hmm. yes and Michael would just sit there and the amount of attention that he would give the boys. Are you okay? How are you feeling? You know, he was an excellent dad and on top of that, an excellent husband. You don't realize what you have until he's gone. Like, I I was spoiled. I think I might've pumped gas like twice. Like literally, babe, I got the gas. You're going to work? He goes to check to see if I have gas in the car. I mean- Little things like that. Little things, you know, and just so thoughtful you know it's it was a shocker just how sudden everything happened mm-hmm.
1: and again as as his mom and and for mother-in-law and daughter-in-law to be here together you know we we hear that narrative too right the mm-hmm. horrible mother-in-law and daughters-in-law who can't, you know, who can never be good enough for their son. Uh, But to hear her describe her husband like that's got to make you proud. And I see how even in this tragedy, it it brings you even closer.
4: You know, I think our situation is unique because Shanna and Michael have known each other since they were like 19. So when he first brought her to the house, because... In our family, we always had, like, an open-door policy. We had kids in and out of our house ever oh, see, since. see, I would have
1: come on over for lunch could, had I known that. And I would have made you
4: something, too. Because, <laughs> you know, they come over, they eat, they have pizza, they spend the night, they play video games. And it was all designed so I could know who my son was hanging That's out right, with. right, where he was. And so my I started with my oldest daughter when she was five having slumber parties because I wanted not only to see who my daughter was hanging out with but who their parents are. Some parents would come in and meet me before they left their kid mm-hmm. some parents would drop their kids off at the door and keep on going and so that was a big indicator of who what type of family my kids were coming from and I wanted to let make parents aware that if you come to the Hancock house you're going to be safe and your kid's going to be safe I'm going to treat your kid just like they're my kid so just be aware of that but when he met Shanna and she, he brought her home and we were having I, I can't even remember what we were doing but after we left I said Michael she's the one. <laughs> she's the one for you. I'm telling you, she's the one. And there's something happened and Shannon went, you went off to IHOP for a year, right? Mm-hmm. To the International yes. House of Prayer. He was a changed man while she was gone. And the <laughs> day you came back, when I realized you were back, I told Michael, I said, Michael, Shannon's back. Every other activity that he was participating in got kicked to the curb for her because I told her I said she I told him I said Shanna's you're not gonna do better than her she's best fit for you And when I see them interacting together Shanna is the she's the balance to Michael she um she assists him. I mean, when you when you say he who finds his good wife finds this is her all day long, oh, all neat. day long, because she calms him. She balances him. She encourages him. She's his cheerleader, just like a good wife should be. Um, and she lets him be him, you know, and she loves him just the way he is. So important. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think a lesser person, particularly a lesser person who doesn't have God in their life, who doesn't have that spiritual anchor, would have fallen apart by now. And that's why Shanna has a backbone of steel, because she knows what she believes, who she believes, that's and right. she believes in her husband. Mm-hmm. You know? I, we, we see this for what it is. This is a physical manifestation of a spiritual battle. Okay. Yes, it is. We see it for what it is. We know what it is, and we're praying appropriately to that. So. And so how... <laughs>
1: Prayer is one of your weapons in a spiritual battle. Um, it, for listeners who don't have a concept of what you're even talking about, they haven't been through a trial of this magnitude. They don't have the 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 faith that you all have, the relationship with um, with uh, a Lord and save the Lord and Savior. Um, and they're they're drawn in though. They're they're listening intently, and something about this sounds like they want to know more, what does it look like to fight a spiritual battle?
2: I would say, well, you have to start in truth. Come to grips of where you are. Just like I was saying, I felt alone. I just, you know, Mm. kind of in a place of panic. What does this mean? Oh, my gosh, is he hurt? You know, and processing how you feel, I think that's where I always start. And just, you know, I feel alone. Mm. And I have faith that God is. And He is the creator of all things. He's the creator of all things. And even in his word, it talks about how justice and the government is on his shoulder. And it starts with just whatever you know of who God is, start from there. I know that he hears me. This is where I am, Father. And then secondly, what do you say? What are you saying? And what he gave me is, do you know me? Stand on that. Okay. I, what do I know of him? I know that he is truth. And if I believe that he is my father and he's a, he gives good gifts, I know he's going to reveal the truth. Okay, father. And I'm feeling anxious. Peace. He gave me peace. I receive your peace. And even as I say yes to his peace, it began to fill my heart, but it's just small steps in having that trust. It's not what you know per se, but it's who, you know, and that's the father and how he is very good, and he's faithful, and he's true, and he's right, and he's just. Everything else, and he's mighty. Everything else has to come and surrender to who he is.
1: Mm-hmm. So starting with being honest about even what you're feeling, right. what you're thinking, what you're yes. confused about,
2: and bringing it to him. Yes, and aligning it to his word. Okay, mm-hmm. what, does the, what does the word say about being walking in peace? There's Psalms 23. And the Lord, I felt like the Lord prepared me for this even beforehand because it, Psalms 23 was always in my mind. And I was praying, reading over my children. You know, even in the dark times, he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. And he brings me before still waters. And so those things is what stays in your spirit and keeps you in times of trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. And for you, Mom, Stephanie, how, how
4: does it look to fight a spiritual battle? I I would have to concur with what Shanna is saying. I think being, and and, you know, for a long time um, walking through this, I've grown up. Um, It's not about things that you know, things you memorize, uh, rituals and, you know, habits. This is something that's inside your heart, that when the rubber meets the road, it comes up. Because the, the the Bible says, the, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when you're pushed, then all that that's in there comes out. But it's okay when it comes out and you say, okay, this is where I really am. Mm-hmm. And to come, like you said, to fall on truth. Yeah. I am scared. I am confused. I am angry. I am all these things. God already knows that. It's not like it's a surprise, to him. Mostly for you, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really for your ears to hear. And you're like, okay, now that I've identified it, it's all out here on the table what do I do now, God? I open my heart. I'm willing, obedient, avail- and available to you. Please show me what it is you want me to know about this. Yes. You know, And it's not a whole praise. bunch of talking and a whole bunch of flowery languages. It's just like, help. If that's all you can say, just say help. Mm-hmm. And I, praise is my weapon. Okay. So I, right. I've been singing, you are my strength, strength like no other that reaches mm-hmm. to me. So, Well, and we see a model in the Psalms with David. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That encourages me Mm because he
1: even kind of yells at God a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, it's all about being honest. And those are our spiritual weapons, truth, praise, prayer, meditating on his word, standing on his promises. Well, I'm speaking with uh, Shanna Hancock and Stephanie Hancock. And we're going to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be back.
0: Schools are increasingly adopting 21st century learning strategies. However, safety largely remains absent from the conversation and fragmented efforts continue allowing for security gaps. Studies show effective learning can only exist when students and teachers feel safe. As the industry leader providing innovative educational solutions for more than 58 years, school specialty has created the 21st century Safe School, which aligns next generation learning best practices with proven safety solutions focused on the mental, physical, and emotional well-being.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and patterns? If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready for change, join me for a one-day Do Something Different for Change Personal Transformation Retreat. In this intensive yet intimate retreat, you'll learn fundamental principles and strategies for lasting change and transformation, and craft a customized plan that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your own private VIP Do Something Different for Change Personal Transformation Retreat. Go to drpegradiocom slash retreat. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. This is Living Well with Dr. Pegg. We're here every Thursday from 1 to 2 Mountain on Kelsey 560 and online at drpegradio.com. My guests today are Stephanie Hancock, uh, the mother of Michael Hancock, and Shanna Hancock, his wife. And Michael Hancock has been charged in the shooting death of his Uber passenger here in Denver. And uh, we're talking really, though, (laughs) about faith, hope, and love. And when tragedy strikes, you or your family, how do you get through that? And how do you come out on the other end? And Stephanie, you were um, referencing scripture earlier, when uh, we don't consider it strange, when you face trials of many kinds. Mm -hmm. And those trials can test our character. Character produces perseverance. Perseverance produces hope. And that sounds like that's the place you all are in, yes. remarkably, miraculously. Miraculously. And so we, we credit God for that. Um, Shan, I want to talk a little bit more about um, parenting, because you were talking about, and, and you as well, Stephanie, um, being able to share parenting with your husband and how important that has been for you and just kind of a, a foundation of your family life. Um, how, what have you spoken with your kids and, um, to the extent that you, you're comfortable to, to, share, um, how are they doing and, and what, what are they understanding about what's
2: going on? Well, my mom gave them a small little interview and was like, so where's, where's daddy? And Israel says, he's still doing Uber. Mm-hmm. And Judah's like, no, what's today? I think today is Monday. He's at school. So, you know, they just think he's working and so, cause they get to talk to him. When he calls, you know, I okay. hurry and go get him and so they can hear his voice. Um, but it's hard. Just naturally, they feel this void. Like, where's daddy? They ask every day. And I'm like, he's coming home soon. And I make sure that we pray and we talk about how they feel. And, you know, just being transparent with them. You know, I miss them too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know if they know how they feel yet, being four and five. But they know that something is off. Like, he's always there. He's always there. Even with late nights, he comes and gives them kisses. And, Mm -hmm. you know, usually we both say goodnight to them and, you know, read our Bible. And we have a whole routine that we have. Um, Just, you know, it's only been like, what, 10 days or... Almost two weeks, but um, so that's that's a big amount of time for them, you know, because they see him every night. We well, and the blessing
1: is their young age; that it's harder for them to track time. It right. sounds like, right. but they're they're miss they're noticing. Yes, that yes, they are. That's, that's, yes. That's particularly Israel. Yes, yeah, the mm-hmm. most
2: difficult part about it. Mm-hmm.
1: And so again, one of my hopes and goals in having you all on the show is for any family that's going through a difficult crisis and a trial and a tribulation, um, what kind of advice would you offer to parents who are listening who may be going through their own um, challenge right now?
2: I guess how I'm dealing with it is, again, trusting, trusting in God. At the end of the day, you know, my boys belong to Father, and so I give them back every night. Like there's words that I can't communicate, even mm-hmm. though I try. You feel sad, mommy does too, and that may not help my boy's heart. But I can, you know, continue to show them that I love them, give them back to the father, because I think that's key. Because even as my, even as Michael's foot, footsteps are planned and ordered of the Lord, so are theirs. Mm-hmm. And so every night just worshiping and singing and inviting the very presence of the Lord who brings healing and restoration and joy and peace. And all those things are kingdom and inviting kingdom into our home every day. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about the honesty, just trying to communicate as much as I can with them to make sure they're not being, you know, just lost in their emotions. And on their level, at a level they they can understand. understand. And I
1: so um, kind of affirm what you're doing is, because if they are feeling sad or they are confused, but they see you putting on a front and a mask right. and acting like, oh, nothing's wrong, that's confusing for them. As well. And yes. so I think that um, you saying, yeah, I, I miss him, too. Yeah, I'm sad, too. That, that validates, okay, so my feelings aren't crazy. There's right. a reason I feel that way, mm-hmm. even if they're at their young ages can't really understand or articulate that. And
2: we can hug it out.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little right. ones are very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sure. can't always express why or what or how. I remember uh, Boy was just, he howled the other night. He just cried. And, I feel so sad, bad. and he just mm-hmm. cried and cried and cried. It wasn't and like a regular cry. Either. No, it wasn't. It was, like wasn't. A, it was moan. a moan. A heart it was, was a so heart hurt. moan. And he had no words to he express. did not know. Yeah. And, we, and I was at a loss to, you know, only, only his mom could give him comfort, mm-hmm. you know, and he he knows something but not and and it's our job as adults to shield these children Mm -hmm. um
2: yes i agree
4: and we don't want all this we it's our responsibility to guard their hearts because they're tender and we do our very best to do that to make it make them have, you know, fun days and activities. And shanna's doing an amazing job of getting them to the Bibles. The vacation Bible school is perfect, you know, um, and you know, hanging out with their cousins and doing all those things. I think you know, with when you're going through something, you're not alone, and people need to know that. I think that's a trick of the enemy to make you think you're the only person in the world going through this. And as much as we say that, that's the first place the enemy attacks us. It's like, you're going through this by yourself. Nobody cares. No one's going to do anything for you. You're out here to dry. But when you reach out to the people that you... That you love the most, the ones you trust with your with your feelings and your heart, those are the ones that can come to you. That's not always family. Right. Like Shanna has best friends from forever. Right. Those were the first ones, like Kalisha and those guys. They were the Don and Don and, and I mean everybody. People, all of people of from friends. all over Knock the country, knocking on the door, on the door. Sure what can okay. I do? You are right. What can we do? Can we help? Can we give? Can we do, you know? Not
2: if, even really asking, but just doing. doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's money. This is for groceries. Yes. Here, this is for the bills. I know because, you know, we do, did this thing together. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so so much of just doing mm-hmm. is because I didn't even know what to ask, ask
1: right. for. Right. Mm-hmm. And you said earlier, Stephanie, faith without works is dead. And we have to, again, in terms of. sharing your story to help others and to inspire others, sometimes we have to put pride aside because I can imagine embarrassment, pride, um, shame, shame could creep in. Exactly. It's false. Right. And so being able to ask for help and thank God you have friends and loved ones. And I imagine even strangers who are offering and taking initiative. But if you were to have to ask for something that someone couldn't anticipate to,
4: to not be ashamed to ask for what you need. I think that's the biggest thing um, transformationally that has occurred in me um, with regards to being prideful about things because we all have our set expectations of how our life should look mm-hmm. um, and how it should be and where we should be at particular milestones that we've arbitrarily set for our lives. But then God says, um, I have another plan for this and this is how I'm going to get you to where I want you to be.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, and then uh, If we trust God that he loves us and he said his word, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I hold you in the palm of my hand. Then he's not going to do things to harm us. Like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have a plan for you. It's a future. It's a hopefulness. It's not to harm you. So if God's words is true and we believe that. Yes. Then this is where the rubber meets right. the road. He, 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 it's true in every circumstance. It's mm-hmm. right. always true. true. He yeah. honors his word above his name.
1: That's right. And and Shanna, you talked about you know doing everything together and Michael out there hustling you know doing Uber in in his down hours, uh, so, and to be able to be home with your family during the day, um, practically speaking, logistically speaking, what what are some of the challenges ahead in terms of Um, In the long haul, Uh, Stephanie talked about this process most likely will be pretty long. Um, What are some of those challenges, again, uh, so anyone listening who feels led to be able to support and help, what are some of those practical, logistical things that, that that are before you?
2: Let's see. Well, just, you know, making ends meet. I mean, down to the basics, you know, it was two of us and we had goal set even with the child care child care he would mm-hmm. be here during the day and so he'd work at night or and then my schedule was set for when he had his classes and he was a he is a college student yes in mm-hmm. animation and media um so i would say definitely some of the challenges are had are you know like one of the cars are gone and mm-hmm. i have to get the other one fixed and just doing everything on my own which you know, I'm not familiar familiar with and, you know, just trying to gather all my resources to try to do this mm-hmm. by myself. And, you know, there's a whole load of bills that are coming and now I have to figure out, you know, in trust in God, mm-hmm. how is how is it going to be paid? And, you know, how am I going to accomplish these things without, you know, the head of the yes. home? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone who was so attentive to you that you've pumped gas once or twice right. <laughs> since you've been married <laughs> and so uh really just having to come to a new normal for the time being yes. of um, being able to still provide uh as stephanie s- suggested this thriving environment for your children still it's yes. summertime and you still want them to have fun and be children yes. and have their needs provided for and still feel connected as a family and yes. so that that's that's tough, but we have God who's able. That's yes, right. yeah. he That's is right. able.
4: And I expect, my expectation is that some miraculous, awe-inspiring things are going to occur. Even now, um, we've we've set up um, a website to help assist Michael um, in his legal defense because we certainly plan to uh, provide a vigorous mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. for our son and husband and father and friend. Um, And we're not backing down. We're not backing up. We know he is innocent. And so we are mounting a vigorous defense. Defense. Um, You can go out on our Facebook pages. We've sent letters out to people. We're having fundraisers. If you check us on Facebook, Twitter, mostly Facebook because I'm old. So, you know, old people are on Facebook. But but we are mounting a vigorous campaign to help support our son. And, you know, pray, do what you can, ask the Father what you can do, and then do it. Mm -hmm.
2: And the website is Justice for Michael. Hancock.org.
4: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, and and we are praying that um, truth prevails, justice prevails, uh, comfort and peace, as we've been saying throughout the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie, you're also ordained as a minister. And um, I imagine you've been there for others during their difficult times. Um, and now the tables have been turned. And so... I'm still observing you, um, as you said, a backbone of steel, um, standing up and organizing prayer vigils and conference calls for people to come together in agreement mm-hmm. um, around your son's circumstances. Talk about
4: that. We're not only praying, well, of course, Michael is at the forefront, but as as we've started to pray, we're, we're praying for the other people too. Um, on Mondays between 4, 30, and 6, we go downtown in the courtyard on 490 uh, Colfax between the courthouse and the uh, confinement center, and we walk that courtyard and pray, and it was laid on our hearts not only to pray for Michael, for the judges, the clerk, Mm-hmm. The other people that don't have a family supporting them, um, just praying that justice, because God is a God of justice, that it prevails during this time and situation. And, of course, we are praying for the family of Mr. Kim. Absolutely, um, he, His family is forever altered, Absolutely. and our hearts break yes. for them. Our hearts break. And so we pray for them as well. And for every person that stands up and says, not so. Justice will prevail. I love my husband, son, father, friend, whoever happens to be in this situation. And God is just continually imparting truth and light and blessings upon us. And it's more than houses, cars, lands and stuff. This this changes the whole dynamic of my whole life around this. You know, I would give I would trade places with my son in a New York minute. But I know I can't. But I know that God is doing a thing. In him, and that's what makes me happy. That's what, that's what gives is. that's yeah. where the treasure is yes. because the man that Michael is when this is over, look out, look out, devil. You think you had him? The enemy tried to kill my son several times in car accidents, in places where he was where people broke out shooting. Um, his head almost went through the windshield when he and I were in a car accident. He actually saw a person die in front of him. When he was just nineteen, A couple times, yeah. You know, and it's like this is too much death for someone so young to see. But all things work together for good, and God is is doing is allowing this. He, he's not doing anything to him. Mm-hmm. He's allowing it because he can only the enemy can only do what God allows. So he's allowing this to happen because it's shaping Michael in places and in ways we don't even know. And as his ministry and Shanna's ministry breaks forth, they're going to have a unique perspective and understanding to reach young people because he loves young people, Um, people his age and younger in ways that they can't even imagine. He slept in the park one day for two days in his car. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Because he wanted to see what it was like to be homeless. Mm. He has a heart that loves big. And God's going to use that heart and channel that energy that's maybe going all kinds of ways and channel it Mm -hmm. so that he can do just what God needs.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, I've read uh, something on your website, Stephanie, I assume was written long before all of this took place. And you said the world is full of pain and suffering, but you choose to focus on light, hope, and truth. And how important is that for you today?
4: Oh, Major, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's majorly important. Um, And, you know, I I feel like the world is full of such darkness, and it seems to be celebrated because, Mm. you know, the times that we're living in, it's short. You know, the enemy knows his time is short, so he's trying to gather as many as he can to take them. But if we focus on truth and light, we're true, like you said, Shanna, and we're light God's light, not our own, because there's only so much flickering I can do. <laughs> um, it, it, God's light resonates on the inside of us. Like Michael, right where he is right now, people see that light. Mm-hmm. And it gives us the opportunity to say what our hope is.
3: Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. And Shanna, what, what would be the takeaway um, in our last remaining minute here that you'd like to leave listeners with in this whole, whole ordeal?
2: Through it all, you lay down praise God. You wake up, praise God. And he will accomplish what he said he will do. And that's, that's my backbone. That's my strength. That's my joy. And in everything else, praise God. He is mighty. He is wonderful. He is all knowing. And he's done it. Then he can do it now. So why not start praising him now? <laughs> Worship him, for he's worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. That's right. And if you don't know him, you could just ask. <laughs> and he will show himself. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's something I've always encouraged myself as I'm believing God for something, waiting on something, is what if today is the day before that thing that I've been hoping for is about to happen? Right. Why be sad? Why be anxious? Why not praise him yes. today?
2: Hallelujah.
1: And we never know, are we in the day before? (laughs) And so, as you said, why not praise now? Well, Stephanie and Shanna Hancock, absolutely um, wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for for the privilege of being able to speak with you today, for being so vulnerable, so transparent. Thank you so much. Our prayers are with your family, uh, with the family of Mr. Kim as well. um, And praying that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would guard All of our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Living Well with Dr. Peg. For more information or to contact Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark about her mental health or consulting services, please visit her webpage at drpegradio.com.